Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Patrons on all tiers are granted access to my podcast two weeks before they go live on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and more. Check it out in the links in the descriptions. Thank you for the moment of your time. And now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels. Part 2, Headquarters. Chapter 7, A Little Knowledge is a Dangerous Thing. No, 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 no! This isn't happening! This isn't happening! Cedric said gently, Hey, sis, Erica, it's okay. No! Erica threw the phone to the floor, smashing it to pieces. Whoa! Cedric leapt back. Calm down, Erica! Erica rushed up to her brother, grabbed his shoulders, and tried to shake his much larger frame. Cedric, a highly trained police officer, resisted her efforts. Erica, what? Erica's scream overrode him. Cedric! How could you? The events of the day overcame her. Throughout her very long day, she had been in prison, nearly executed, encountered one of the most dangerous black ops squads on the planet, and been in a police chase, and now found out her brother knew something that could get him killed. It was too much. She fell into his chest, sobbing. Sergio stared down at his sister, horrified at her response. He awkwardly held her and looked at Jefferson. Jefferson was on his feet too, his eyes flashing with lightning. Young man, do you have any idea what you have done? Cedric was a deer in the headlights. I don't understand. That is an understatement, Jefferson snapped. You and your family might not have liked your sister's secrecy, but she did it to protect you. Cedric balked at this. Protect me? Protect me from who? I'm a police officer. Bully for you. He should flash that damn badge when people much more powerful than she and I come crashing through that door. What? Is this about the border inquiry people I asked about? Erica's head popped off his chest, tears still streaming down her face. Don't say their name. Do you want to get us all killed? She shoved herself out of her brother's embrace and started pacing, hands fidgeting. She then glared at Cedric, approached him, and reached past him for the energy pistol on the table. Seeing this too late, Cedric leapt back, hands up. Whoa, Erica, come on! This isn't for you, Erica snapped. This is, uh, uh, we should be in my lab. She shook her head. Never mind, most of my weapons are a wreck. Weapons? Cedric's eyes bulged. Why do you need weapons? Erica ignored him and looked at her partner. Jefferson, if he knows about the art of inquiry. The last part she whispered as she stared up at the ceiling, listening. What will they do? Jefferson shook his head. I don't know. Guys, what are you afraid of? Cedric asked. He tried to place a hand on Erica's shoulder, but she shrugged him off. Cedric, don't! You have no idea how much trouble you are in now. Oh my god. She whirled around. Mom and Dad! The force of her words were so fierce that Cedric took another step back. Jefferson hissed. Oh, dear God! I forgot about them. Cedric looked between them both. Some of their fear infected him, 
What about them? Erica demanded. Do you share any of this information with them? Did you say anything about the board of inquiry with them? What? No. I mean, I was going to, but I hadn't had time. Oh, thank God. Erica sighed against the wall. Thank God, indeed. They all screamed as a new voice talked amongst them. Erica whirled around, bringing her weapon to bear, as Jefferson's body crackled with internal lightning. Cedric then jumped back, too, as he reached for his concealed firearm. Something, the tickle in the back of his mind, made him pause in the desperate action. Erica and Jefferson have frozen in place. Erica? Jefferson? Cedric looked from them to the newcomer. He was a man of medium build and height, dressed in an immaculate dark suit. His head above the suit was a complete blur. Every time Cedric's eyes fell on his face, they slid off, unable to register any of his features. Cedric's mouth worked. Uh, what? Who are you? The blur man seemed to ignore the question as he ambled about the living room, taking it all in. Cedric's mind reeled. What do you do to my sister? The newcomer continued to ignore him as he lazily swiped the shelf with his fingertip and examined it for dust. What did you do to my sister? Cedric repeated. The blurred man continued to ignore him as he nonchalantly grabbed one of Jefferson's books from the same shelf and thumped through it. Cedric balled up his fist and took a menacing step forward. Don't try it! Cedric staggered back as the words crashed inside his skull with the force of a sledgehammer. He grabbed the counter for support as he rubbed his head. Cedric stared at the man panting. The bitter taste of fear coated his mouth. He suddenly felt like a rabbit who fell into the fox's den. Cedric panted. Who? Who are you? The newcomer closed the book with a snap and meticulously placed it back on the Jefferson shelf. He then turned to regard Cedric. At least, that's what Cedric thought. It was hard to tell without the ability to see the other man's features. When the men spoke, Cedric only heard them inside his head. Names are powerful things, and I'm afraid that you are not important enough to know any of them. Cedric felt a wave of cold, cruel humor pulse across his mind in the psychic equivalent of derisive laughter. <laughs> However, you have proven yourself to be as annoyingly persistent as your sister. You belfries are more of a nuisance than you are worth. If it were up to me, I would exterminate the lot of you and be done with it. Cedric's back straightened at the threat to him and his family. A flash of rage filled him. Somehow, the raw emotion steadied him, giving him a kind of brutal clarity. With it, Cedric realized that the newcomer wasn't nearly as put together as he first appeared. The blur man's clothes were slightly wrinkled, and his tie was crooked. He must have dressed in a hurry. Cedric noticed all of this in a flash. Emboldened by his anger, he growled. But it's not up to you, is it? I guess that means that you're somebody's lapdog? Cedric cried out as fire ignited in his skull. Careful, Officer Belfry. It is within my power to psychically lobotomize you right here and now. Cedric then felt another wave of cruel psychic laughter. I will even wake your dear sister up and make her watch. Cedric wiped his nose and saw the back of his hand came away bloody. He gritted his teeth and snarled. 
Do you realize that you're threatening a police officer? Another wave of cold amusement struck him. <laughs> My dear Officer Belfry, do you really think that your tiny flicker of authority can even match the inferno that I could bring to bear upon you and all that you know? Officer of the law. <laughs> the blurred man laughed out loud in his head. Its harsh barrage echoed through Cedric's mind, driving him to his knees. The blur man shook his head, still chuckling. <laughs> that was a good one. I might even say that it was worth my lost sleep. Cedric exhaled in frustration, but didn't say anything. His eyes flicked around the apartment for a way to get an advantage over this dangerous intruder. He looked at Erica and eyed her energy pistol. He considered this while also feeling the weight of his concealed gun inside his waistband. He brought it in case Jefferson had started any trouble. However, the older man had been nothing but genial. Plus, the odd conversation Cedric listened in on before entering their home gave him pause. If he could only distract this suited freak with that weird face long enough, maybe he could reach his or Erica's gun and end this threat. The blur man sighed aloud. Looking for these. He held up Erica's energy pistol and Cedric's own Glock. Cedric's eyes bulged as he realized the weight of his pistol was no longer on his waist. What? He stammered. How did you... Your sister really is the smart one of your brood. The blur man shook his head as he placed the weapons on the shelf, far out of Cedric's reach. I'm a telepath. That ability allows me to read your obnoxiously loud thoughts and do things like this. He pointed at Erica. His sister stared blankly ahead as she began to pat her head and rub her belly. The blur band waved his hand, and Erica resumed the position of raising her now non-existent weapon. So, do I make myself abundantly clear? I'm the one who's in control of this encounter. There is nothing you nor your <laughs> laughable police authority can do without my say-so. Cedric glared at him. What do you want? The blur man considered this. I want many things, but from you, I want understanding and cooperation. What? It's simple, really. For some odd reason, the powers that be find your sister fascinating. They allowed her into the fold of our little society after she botched Mr. Stewart's bank robbery in subsequent battle with Sleek. They allowed Mr. Stewart the chance to break her out of prison today and in turn gave her the lead to reclaim all her lost equipment from your fellow boys in blue. He chuckled. <laughs> By the way, how would your fellow officers of the law take it if they realize you have been covering for your criminal little sister. Hmm. Cedric looked away. Heh. <laughs> That's what I thought. He sabred Cedric's silence for a moment, then continued. Fear not, Officer Belfry. It is my organization, the board, as you overheard them called earlier tonight, that allows little Erica Belfry to keep her anonymity thus far. Without our aid, 
Every fanboy with a computer would have surmised who she was within minutes of her criminal debut. But you didn't do anything when she was caught, said Cedric. No, we did not. We gave Miss Belfry, Mr. Stewart, and the others in our employ the room to operate. It's up to them to remain free to do so. Cedric's eyes bulged. You can't do that. That's extortion. We can, we have, and we shall continue to do so as we please, regardless of yours or anyone else's moral objections. Cedric demanded. Are you going to kill me now that I know the truth? Don't kid yourself, Officer Belfry. Your paltry knowledge has only just scratched the surface. The Blurman shrugged. I am not above such drastic measures of eliminating you personally, but I don't have to kill you to get your meaningless cooperation. The Blurman suddenly appeared directly in front of Cedric. Erica's brother tried to react, but the intruder was already upon him. He pressed the palm of his hand to Cedric's forehead. Fire ignited in Cedric's skull. Cedric lost all control as he dropped to his knees, screaming. He was lost in an eternity of thoughtless torment. Sometime later, he fell to the floor, gasping. When he finally had the wherewithal to look around, he found the blurred man standing back in front of Jefferson's bookshelf several feet away, examining another book. Cedric winced as a blurred man's telepathic words echoed through his fragile mind. You don't have to get up on account of me. Cedric awkwardly scrambled to his feet, looking around wildly. Eric and Jefferson remained stationary, oblivious to the world and everything that had transpired around them. What, what did you do to me? I, Officer Belfry, gave you a little incentive. The blurred man clapped the book closed with a snap and placed it back on the shelf. He tapped his temple. You have been welcomed into our little fold with a simple yet effective psychic contract. Psychic contract? What? What? You should ask your sister or Mr. Stewart about them. Their contracts are what kept them bound to the organization's secrecy clause. They cannot knowingly talk about our business to anyone who is not in the know. When they attempt to, their mouths clamp shut and they experience a devastating migraine. It's been a truly effective way to control their annoying ilk. Cedric touched his head, horrified. Is that what you did to me? Again, he felt the blurred man's hateful laughter echo in his head. <laughs> oh no, Officer Belfry. You and your sister have annoyed me sufficiently enough that I decided to implement another contract with you. If you try to talk to anyone outside our little enterprise, your heart will simply stop. You mean... Cedric started to ask. If you give up our secrets, you will die. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater of Heels after these messages. On the next episode of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes Heist and Heels, Cedric learns firsthand that uncovering some secrets can lead to devastating consequences. Erica and Jefferson discovered the dangerous repercussions of her brother's involvement with the Board of Inquiry. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 8, Into the Fold. See you then.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at Patreon.com slash ChristopherChansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.